हेलो एवरीवन टुडे विल स्टार्ट विथ पार्ट वन ऑफ चैप्टर थर्टीन नेचर द एंजॉयर एंड कॉन्शियसनेस अर्जुना सेड ओ माय डियर कृष्णा आई विश टू नो अबाउट प्रकृति दैट इज नेचर पुरुषा द एंजॉयर and the field and the knower of the field and of knowledge and the object of knowledge the supreme personality of god had said this body o son of kunti is called the field and one who knows this body is called the knower of the field while discussing the subject of the body and the knower of the body the soul and the super soul we shall find three different topics of study the lord the living entity and matter in every field of activities in every body there are two souls the individual soul and the super soul because the super soul is the planetary expansion of the supreme personality of godhead krishna krishna says i am also the knower but i am not the individual knower of the body i am the super knower i am present in every body as the parmatma or super soul this material world which is the field of activities is nature and the enjoyer of nature is the living entity and above them is the supreme controller the personality of godhead the lord is describing the field of activities and the knower of the field of activities in their constitutional positions one has to know how this body is constituted the materials of which this body is made under whose control this body is working how the changes are taking place where from the changes are coming what the causes are what the reasons are what the ultimate goal of the individual soul is and what the actual form of the individual soul is one should also know the distinction between the individual living soul and the super soul their different influences their potentials etc one just has to understand this bhagavad gita directly from the description given by the supreme personality of godhead and all this will be clarified but one should be careful not to consider the supreme personality of godhead 
in every body to be one with the individual soul the jiva this is something like equating the potent and the impotent from all the authoritative statements of the great sages the vedic hymns the vedanta sutra the components of this world can be understood as follows first there are earth water fire air and ether these are the five great elements mahabhuta then there are false ego intelligence and the unmanifested stage of the three modes of nature then there are five senses for acquiring knowledge the eyes ears nose tongue and skin then five working senses voice legs hands anus and genitals then above the senses there is the mind which is within and which can be called the sense within therefore including the mind there are 11 senses all together then there are the five objects of the senses smell taste form touch and sound now the aggregate of these 24 elements is called the field of activity if one makes an analytical study of these 24 subjects then he can very well understand the field of activity then there are desire hatred happiness and distress which are interactions representations of the five great elements in the gross body the living symptoms represented by consciousness and conviction are the manifestation of the subtle body mind ego and intelligence these subtle elements are included within the field of activities the embodied soul is entrapped by the body which is a casing made of the 24 elements and the process of knowledge as described here is the means to get out of it of all the descriptions of the process of knowledge the most important point is described in the first line of the 11th verse the process of knowledge terminates in unalloyed devotional service to the lord so if one does not approach or is not able to approach the transcendental service of the lord then the other 19 items are of no particular value but if one takes to devotional service in full krishna consciousness the other 19 items automatically develop within him
as for the knowledge outlined here the items may be analyzed as follows humility humility means that one should not be anxious to have the satisfaction of being honored by others non-violence non-violence is generally taken to mean not killing or destroying the body but actually non-violence means not to put others into distress people in general are trapped by ignorance in the material concept of life and they perpetually suffer material pains so unless one elevates people to spiritual knowledge one is practicing violence one should try his best to distribute real knowledge to the people so that they may become enlightened and leave this material entanglement that is non-violence tolerance tolerance means that one should be practiced to bear insult and dishonor from others simplicity simplicity means that without diplomacy one should be so straightforward that he can disclose the real truth even to an enemy cleanliness cleanliness is essential for making advancement in spiritual life there are two kinds of cleanliness external and internal external cleanliness means taking a bath but for internal cleanliness one has to think of krishna always and chant hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare this process cleans the accumulated dust of past karma from the mind steadiness means that one should be very determined to make progress in spiritual life and self control means that one should not accept anything which is detrimental to the path of spiritual progress one should become accustomed to this and reject anything which is against the path of spiritual progress this is real renunciation the senses are so strong that they are always anxious to have sense gratification one should not cater to these demands which are not necessary ego false ego means accepting this body as oneself when one understands that he is not his body and his spirit soul he comes to his real ego ego is there false ego is condemned but not real ego one should try to understand the distress of accepting birth death old age and disease there are descriptions in various vedic literatures of birth in the shrimad bhagavatam 
the world of the unborn the child stay in the womb of the mother its suffering etc are all very graphically described it should be thoroughly understood that birth is distressful because we forget how much distress we have suffered within the womb of the mother who do not make any solution to the repetition of birth and death similarly at the time of death there are all kinds of sufferings and they are also mentioned in the authoritative scriptures these should be discussed and as far as disease and old age are concerned everyone gets practical experience no one wants to be diseased and no one wants to become old but there is no avoiding this unless we have pessimistic view of this material life considering the distresses of birth death old age and disease there is no impetus for our making advancement in spiritual life as for detachment from children wife and home it is not meant that one should have no feeling for these they are natural objects of affection but when they are not favorable to spiritual progress then one should not be attached to them the best process for making the home pleasant is krishna consciousness happiness and distress are concomitant factors of life one should learn to tolerate as advised in bhagavad gita one can never restrict the coming and going of happiness and distress so one should be detached from the materialistic way of life and be automatically equipoised in both cases generally when we get something desirable we are very happy and when we get something undesirable we are distressed but if we are actually in the spiritual position these things will not agitate us lord krishna said i shall now explain the knowable knowing which you will taste the eternal brahman the spirit beginningless and subordinate to me lies beyond the cause and effect of this material world everywhere are his hands and legs his eyes heads and faces and he has ears everywhere in this way the super soul exists pervading everything the super soul is the original source of all senses yet he is without senses he is unattached although he is the maintainer of all living beings 
he transcends the modes of nature and at the same time he is the master of all the modes of material nature as far as we can understand from vedic literature the supreme lord is always transcendental although we do not see his head face hands or legs he has them and when we are elevated to the transcendental situation we can see the lord's form due to materially contaminated senses we cannot see his form therefore the impersonalists who are still materially affected cannot understand the personality of godhead the supreme truth exists outside and inside of all living beings the moving and the non moving because he is subtle he is beyond the power of the material senses to see or to know although far far away he is also near to all although the super soul appears to be divided among all beings he is never divided he is situated as one although he is the maintainer of every living entity it is to be understood that he devours and develops all thus we end this part 1 of chapter 13 we'll continue the rest in part 2 thank you